and welcome to yet another episode of uh, punditry on a pint where a couple of average blokes are having above average football conversations oh my god guys that is so hard to do i'm ready i could barely get through that uh Uh, this week we don't have Amar with us, obviously, which is why I've opened this episode out, and so I don't waste too much time by screwing up this intro. I'm just going to introduce the topic and bring one of these two lads in. Uh, this week we're talking about uh, the January transfer market, the winter transfer market that just got over. We're recording this on Saturday evening Pacific Standard Time on the fifth of Feb, so like the market's closed now officially, and like we can sort of look back. on what's just gone down over the past like 31 days or so it's pretty frantic towards the end so i just want to bring po in first for for first impressions what he thought in the headlines that stuck out anything that like the first things bro yeah anything anything that you feel like you want to talk about hello uh, i don't want to talk about arsenal directly <laughs> into the podcast so i want to bring up newcastle <laughs> i mean i guess we all expect newcastle to go big and it's kind of a It's kind of trippy because I don't remember when the Man City takeover happened and the initial moves that they made. I don't remember it so clearly. So just look like trying to see it, the history repeat itself again over here with Newcastle. It's damn mm. trippy. Like how they're going about building a super superstar team, and like they're already laying down the foundation. Right, like they got like pretty good, uh, pretty good journeyman names like fucking Trippier, and they've uh, stole. Chris Wood also right. <laughs> okay, thought you're gonna talk about Bruno, but you're talking about Chris Wood. That's another sort of theft. Okay, but okay, I'll give you that. <laughs> and I mean, they signed a pretty big name and not like a eight person mm-hmm. as well. Like he's a young dude who everyone wanted to sign. Bruno. I'm not gonna insult him by bringing out bringing out his second name with my shitty pronunciation. <laughs> but yeah, good guy, Paul. Good guy, Paul. I mean, loads of teams were in for him. Like. Like Arsenal were in for him. I think even Spurs were in for him. Like quite a few other teams. Yeah, hundred percent. Well. He, he had sort of uh, this decent profile because I think uh, he played at Lyon, no? I think if I'm not wrong, and he yep. plays at like that number yep. six position. So a lot of people wanted him. But I, uh, honestly, I only found out because like, but I was making fun of Po. Like Newcastle, and for me, they stole uh, Bruno from you guys. So like that's how I know him because. <laughs> Like yeah, like you said, you know, it's the project now, and it's sort of enticing people to go there. And but that's a trippy thing, no? Like I want to know how you sell that project when it even hasn't even like when it hasn't even taken off yet, and then you go to all these big names and you be like, I'm a splash the cash, and you have to come here, like, and you guys are the stepping stones for it. But trying to sell that whole idea is is damn trippy. Is I mean, who would like? Who would want to go to Newcastle, man? I, I mean, I, this is not an insult. To <laughs> the thing is, Po, you say if you if you have to say this is not an insult, no, <laughs> I don't know anything before that that after <laughs> that mean, matters. <laughs> but but I, I I don't know. I I think like I agree with Po actually. Um, because it's you can say whatever you want about the city takeover, but they weren't. Second last when it happened, they were somewhere mid table, lower mid table around the time, and they were already on the up in terms of at least the way they were playing. It was I would nothing compared to what we see now, but they were on the rise. Um, but I I, I think it, it was it was inevitable. Uh, all of us knew it was coming. 
um the fact that it came in the very first transfer window since the owners came in uh, by by it was inevitable do you mean these big, the big the swoop for these signings like the profile of transfer window that they've had is that what you mean yeah okay. yeah no not the profile no no i'm not i'm talking about the window overall not players like just window overall ah, like okay, in the yeah. market types so i still don't think there's a clear plan mm. or agenda within the new castle board to like lay out like certain specific needs for a I think the agenda is just to stay up to mm. like that that's all they yeah, care about that, right now. That, that's all. It it's a good agenda to have I think out of the agendas you can think of this is an important one. <laughs> or or is it a deeply depressing agenda to have like in the first place? <laughs> Doesn't that speak volumes? Yeah. But yeah sorry go ahead. But um I mean they've had a net spend of 83 million in the first transfer window um and I'm I'm just going to go through all the names which they got in so Bruno from Lyon very highly rated midfielder for 33 million Chris Wood from Burnley that's like two birds with one stone you're destroying your relegation rivals and yeah, you're getting like their best player so like poor, poor, poor had brought that up earlier when he said he stole uh, they stole Chris Wood and like that's very much the feeling you get because yeah. right? you're taking points off yeah. your yeah yeah keep going actually. yeah then they got Dan Burn from Brighton who's a premier league standard center back so that that's a good buy Kieran Trippier is again a fantastic buy he's not at the heights of his career but he's very useful in that kind of a a situation Matt Target from Aston mm, Villa that was a good for me that's a good buy because he's not getting uh, like it's good for the player as well because he wasn't getting much time at Villa if I'm not wrong I think he's because now with Dinier there as well he's like fallen off the wayside pretty much yeah pretty much so it's 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 a good start for Newcastle um I I actually think they are going to survive now um I wasn't thinking that maybe <laughs> I, I, I see both the times you guys have talked about Newcastle and like before previously talking about the allure of the or the more like alleged allure of going to Newcastle and now uh, Aksha talking about the chance of staying up I I hope the listeners can hear the expressions on their faces when they're talking about this <laughs> the smile on Aksha's face was priceless man <laughs> as he said yeah they'll survive <laughs> <laughs> so is that what you're calling? But I think it's nice to sort of stick with Newcastle at least when we're easing into sort of the transfer stuff. So, is there anything else? Any other big moves at? I know they lo- a couple players they sort of either loaned out or sold out. I know one of the long staff brothers left, but you're right. I don't think there's any other big high profile uh, signing that they've made. No, no. And and I think uh, the interesting thing about this, I think uh, Port already brought it up. Uh, Bruno. um the midfielder from Lyon who Spurs were actually uh, really chasing this guy so Spurs had been out for a midfielder the entire transfer window right um they have they have had uh, people like Dyer filling in and Oliver Skip and <laughs> no anytime someone says Dyer the only thing i think of is that image of him like walking into the stands to beat up that dude <laughs> like that's the only image of this am my is the best yeah So um so they were looking for a midfielder Bruno was on their shortlist they couldn't get him and uh, interestingly since Bruno left from Lyon Lyon had a, a free position for a midfielder oh. and that's when Endombele yeah. the Spurs central midfielder who I think still is the record signing he is right Yeah probably is I mean it makes sense no because I don't think they've broken anything significant since then Yeah I mean that that's got to be weird man like being the transfer record signing of a club and then going back to the club which sold you because the the club you came to didn't want you I mean that's 
But but Spurs have had this weird thing. Now that we're on Spurs, they also these guys are sort of on the way. Uh, Brian Gill sort of for me doesn't count because I don't know for how long he was going. Like he he's out on loan, I think, to Valencia or Villarreal. They sent him back to Spain. Yeah, I don't know which. I, I think it was uh, Unai Emery's club. I don't remember. Sevilla. Like, is it Villarreal or Sevilla? Sevilla, probably. Right? Or am I wrong? Oh no, it's Villarreal. Yeah, it's Villarreal. No, 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 no. Se- yeah. yeah, Sevilla's Lopetegui. Yeah. So I mean, like the way they uh, kind of wrapped it around, like presented it was like let him gain some experience by going out on loan. Motherfucker, he just came from Spain. What has the experience he going to gain going back? <laughs> like tell him somewhere else. No. Yeah, and it's also not like what Chelsea would have done, where they buy a player really young and leave them there, you know, for a couple seasons and then bring them. They've got a centre back for France that they did that with. I don't know if he's at the club now. But uh, yeah, I mean, they've not had the smartest transfer window. Even Loselzo, Loselzo also on the way out. So like they've had a yeah. weird window. Delhi Ali, him also all the way out. I don't know, man. I don't. I and I don't know what Conte is up to there. Like uh, he's he's frustrated as fuck. That's what he's up to, man. He he's actually come out and before the transfer window, he was talking about how he needs reinforcement, and now, yeah, and, and he he's pissed, <laughs> and he has every right to be pissed. No. The majority of the Spurs fans think he's going to walk. Isn't that beautiful? Like, sign a manager six months into it, you're afraid the manager is going to leave you high and dry. Guys, this is not even this is not even twelve months into his contract, though, right? This isn't even a year. We're yeah. not even a year in. What is happening, bro? Yeah, that's what. Six months, seven months into his contract, and and it's like Conte has all the fucking bargaining power. Yeah, that's true. It's like look at the way he's made it up. Like, like he has all the power in his hands. Okay, like. First fans are literally begging him for him to stay because they probably know they're not going to sign somebody of his caliber again, like for a while, unless like they do really well in that team building. The the thing is, with that necessarily that sentiment, I don't agree in the grand scheme of things because I feel like now the Premier League is so saturated with competition. Every coach at that level is going to be pretty fucking good. It's like everybody's going to want a great coach, but you're right in terms of the spectrum, you're not going to get the peps and the clops. Like that's not going to happen. Or even the contents, yeah. you're right. That's not going to happen. At least for Spurs, but yeah. <laughs> Again, man, I, I swear, dude. I, I wish listeners could see these small moments, bro, into post-psyche. Like, he didn't have to say that, at least for Spurs. <laughs> he didn't have to say that, bro. <laughs> it's like Freudian slip. <laughs> no, but, but the, the, it's actually really funny... Who they got in? They they got in Bentancur and Kolusevsky from Juventus, right? And it's basically what happened was Conte is begging, begging, begging the board for midfielders. They are not giving it to him. Then finally, <laughs> Paratici, who is the director of football of Spurs, who was the ex-director of football of Juventus, goes and buys Juventus reserve midfielders, dude. Like... This is basically Juventus' bench midfielders. He's like, yeah, yeah, come, come, come. We'll we'll make the manager happy. But am, am I am I wrong in thinking Kulisevsky was sort of a very highly rated uh, young up and coming footballer, and like he was doing well, no, at Juventus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right winger, right winger. But then he doesn't. He's not been playing oh. much. He, exactly. He he fell down the pecking order. Bentancur was was like the profile which Conte was looking for. Kulusevski came like <laughs> just buy one get Actually, one. Actually, you, you would like to know that Bentancur is my man, dude. He's my foot. He has saved Manchester United. My football manager saved, bro. Okay, everyone, everyone, <laughs> listeners, for context, okay. 
I've done it. I've converted yet another person to football manager, and I'm so fucking this happy about it. This is not conversion, bro. This is like full-on extremism propaganda. Like I have not only taken up the ways. I am now fully into the into the relevant lore. It's fun times, bro. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, but they essentially got all the bench warmers from you, way right. Dude, and, and you know that the structure of Kulusevsky's deal—it's an eighteen-month loan. Eight, wait, wait, eight, eight, not eight zero. One eight. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Eighteen month loan. What the fuck is happening on now? Bro, you went first, bro. You tell me, bro. Any of this news is normal now. Eighteen-month <laughs> loan for ten million, and then after that they'll buy him for thirty-five. Oh, is it an obligation to buy or an option to buy? Now that is the key. No, it. Like a, some, it's like something that kicks in when if he has so many appearances. Yeah, yeah. No, but even then, even then, they'll either make it optional or obligational. Like either you have to buy, like bro, he's yours now. No, 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 it becomes obligation at that point. Like he meets those clauses, it becomes an obligation. So yeah, so I watch Spurs like play him for like the clauses like twenty games. Watch them play him for like nineteen games. And I'll be like, bro, it's <laughs> done. I hope. I hope. I hope. Uh, this podcast doesn't go to ruin on players' career, bro. Like this advice on all boys going around giving. But does that finish up at Spurs though? In terms of. Uh, uh because i can think of a lot more clubs in the premier league we might want to touch upon before we go outside the premier league staying in the premier league right now and in spurs do you guys can you think of anyone else there i don't think of any other big moves i can't think of anyone else but uh before the pod i forgot to tell you guys this is the production value <laughs> listeners but i forgot to tell you guys I, i i want to give like ratings for each and every club like which we discussed dude oh. I want to do that. Okay, let's go back in time. Can you guys retrospectively now rate Newcastle? Give me a rating, quick, out of ten. I don't need justifications. We're just going for objective, inside your head reasonings. I don't need you guys to show me steps. Seven out of ten. Five. Oh. Did Po go for five or eight? Yeah, I went for five. <laughs> <laughs> This is partly due to what I explained earlier, also, right? Because I don't see. Uh, A clear plan there, like these players, it's they're just like random picks in the bunch who are ready. I didn't need a justification because I, I, I would have seen how you had initially talked about them that you would have this sort of a reaction. I saw this coming, and Akshat gave them an eight, which I feel like is, I feel like he's just seven. seven. Okay, seven. Oh, seven. You said okay. Yeah. Seven. Okay. Then, then it's not as egregious for me. But now let's go. Straight into. What about you? What is your rating? Yeah. Do you know how I look? I I would like to go with five and a half, five point five. I give Bakshish. I don't want to be the. I don't want to be like five. Five is depressing. But let's go to Spurs. La now both of you same order. Akshat first. Um. Having said what we just two. said. Two, <laughs> three, three actually. Two is two less. Three. <laughs> Oh, okay. I want to understand this reasoning because they had to beg or no. Yeah. First of all, they the manager wanted some players. They didn't get. Okay. And second of all, the players they got were like last minute people who aren't any quality. You know, which I don't know why I was losing it. No, but... because of the. <laughs> but I'm scared of this content, man, bro. Like I don't want to give like a low rating. Like I want to give a definitely want to give a low rating, but. 
I don't know how it'll turn out because Conte, Conte, watch Conte turn Kulusevski into a prime right wing back. Bro. Yeah, like, I don't know what the, is going to happen. That's true. That's and the, man, it, but we're talking like they have a bad squad. They don't have a bad. Squad. No, but if you're looking at just the transfer window, they've had a bad transfer window. Like from that perspective, that is true. But yeah. oh, give us your rating. Did you did he give us a number? I no, I don't think they deserve a rating. But yeah, I'm thinking about the rating. Like if I have to give a rating. At least be like Akshat like and give a two. Zero. Like a four, yeah. Like four, four, huh? four. Yeah. Like, why do you take the higher end? I said three or four, but yeah. Oh, I didn't hear three. That's all. Okay, three. Then I'm giving you three because you got oh, you took offense when I said four. So I'll give it to you. <laughs> I will go with Akshat and give two because I feel like two has to be the aggregate score here. He only remembered and recalled the whole numbering system while we were talking about Spurs. So for me, he has this deep rooted like he knows how bad it was, and that's his connection to this entire episode. Like I, I, I've been dreaming about giving them a two exactly. for a while now. <laughs> bro, I didn't even have to finish my statement. Nice. When he said two, and I love it, bro. And I like the integrity Poe showed by not going lower than that. Because he had options. <laughs> okay, but let's move on. I uh, I know Akshat is looking at the list right now, just looking at him, looking into the camera. But before we go on to anybody in that list, uh, like Everton now, like I feel like that's the next obvious one. So Po, I feel like Po wants to say something. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, bro, Lampard got like three different signings within a day after his arrival. Yeah, and and like. Tuchel still hasn't had that many signings at Chelsea ever really? since Lampard left. Wait, so really? Yeah, I mean, he signed who? who signed, he signed who? Lukaku and who else? Everyone else was there. Lukaku like. is... <laughs> that should be audio clips that precede unfortunate events. He signed who? Lukaku and... <laughs> 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 oh shit, dude, you're right, man. But you're then, right. But I don't know, like... It seems like a nice and exciting... Prospect, because I want to bring up Everton okay, because uh, I was just uh, thinking about uh, when both Everton and Arsenal needed a yeah, like when they both needed a manager and the only two available managers at that point were Arteta and Ancelotti, and both of them signed on the same day. Like that, we had a game against Everton, but both these people who our clubs have signed on to like manage the club. They're just sitting and watching because that's the game before, like the one game before that they take over. And at that point of time, everyone's thinking about like who made the right decision. Mm. Like Everton going for experience and Ancelotti, who's won everything that is there. Yeah, I can remember the sentiment. And like, like people like and Arsenal signing Atata, who's practically a nobody in terms of the managerial world, except the fact that he's been Pep's assistant for for like three years. And like the different routes completely that the clubs have taken ever since, like fucking everything, like they've changed what two different managers since then, and they've bought like all kinds of players for each of those managers. Like bro, Everton's transfer are like I bought this up because their transfer strategy has been a mess for years together. Completely. Like, they sign a new manager and then every like the couple of windows that he gets, he gets in like three or four players of his own, and then like the next manager when he comes in, those players are not used at all because they suck monkey balls and they don't fit his profile. <laughs> So, I don't think I've ever heard someone, not heard many people say suck monkey ball so matter of fact, like as if like it's like a, it's a representation of how much someone sucks, bro. It's like a genuine unit of measurement. No, he, he said it like he was in the UN assembly or something, bro. Like, 
సో ప్రౌడ్లీ ల్యాక్ ఆఫ్ సప్లై చైన్ ఇంటెగ్రిటీ సక్స్ ఆల్ ద మంకీ బాల్స్ ఇన్ ద వరల్డ్ because croenki didn't sell him the entire thing he's like fuck off I'll go to another premier league club in hindsight thank god he did fuck off bro like like i don't want like a person who so holy shit bro he's got to be pretty bad for you to prefer croenki over him yeah, i mean so like like i prefer stability bro like, like looking at the croenki at least they like they feel like they yeah, want it's, it's the it's the known evil versus the unknown okay i completely i feel you bro i feel you but do we want to st- talk about uh, the two like i feel like there are only two main suspects right delhi ali and uh, donny <laughs> it's basically the same position and i think one of the two of them are going to continue having the same problem right not enough game time it, it i think it's interesting cuz um the, the back story of this is that um when everton were uh, taking interviews for the job um apparently the one thing which uh, put lampard in his in a league of his own was that he came with a presentation and a plan of the people who he wants to sign and who he can realistically sign in january itself and two players in that list which he gave the everton board during his interview were donny van der beek and dele ali um also lampard first at derby um then at chelsea um he had the one player who he loved the most which Mount. everyone knows is mason mount exactly those like an offspring bro he's like i'll come and breed you yeah pretty much right Are so you lead that but yeah no but, but the thing is that <laughs> the thing is that it's it it tells a lot that the moment he comes to a new club that is exactly the position he wants to fill first right? Right. he's got dele ali and donny van der beek maybe not the exact same mode maybe not as good as mount on the ball dribbling but still that creative attacking midfielder who can create and score as well right that's that's the kind of midfielder who he wanted and he got um so i thought i just saw that's but, interesting that but uh, speaking to i mean that makes a lot of sense but did he expect to get both of them is my question is it like creating more of the same problem having players who needed game time come and compete again for a position effectively which is very similar but i mean so so van der beek's a straight loan deal yes. so maybe he's his thinking is that van der beek for this season to help everton in like the relegation mm. trouble and dele ali he's come on a free who and i think it's it's worth up to like 25 what, uh, oh, to 30 okay, million okay cool okay um, later on depending on how many appearances he has and things like that 
So uh, Delhi Ali is a permanent, more of a permanent long-term solution, and maybe Donny Van Der Beek is the short-term thing. Maybe that's the thinking. I don't know because it's weird getting two players in the exact same position. Hmm. Yeah, it does strike me as odd, especially because they're also sort of the similar, a similar profile of players. I guess Delhi Ali is more of he would play closer to the striker if that makes sense than Donny Van Der Beek would. Like yeah, he's always yeah. had that relationship. Van Beek. Like at least what what a little I've seen of him, like not in the Premier League but in Ajax. Like, isn't he like a person who comes late into the box rather than like creeping slowly and then go along with the striker? I'd like to tell you. Like, yeah, I, mean, I guess we've all watched the same of him. Like, <laughs> you're saying that you haven't seen the Premier League. Us United fans also haven't seen him in the Premier League. <laughs> I, I I've been told he's really good, and I'll take people's word for it. Okay, but let's move on now. But uh, okay, that might be a better segue into the rest. A quick shout out too. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Like I thought, like I was just bringing up uh, Villa because we, I think we kind of forgot. Oh, actually, that's good. Let's stay. Let's stay mid table. That's that's good because my segue was going to be to the top four and just finish that and go to the rest of Europe. But let's stay with the mid table and then go to the top four. So Villa. Oh wait, 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 boys, boys, boys. We've got to go back and numerically evaluate. Everton is a uh, six. Dude. Six. Okay. The ratings. The average is coming up. Pope. I'm sticking with five. Sticking with five. Okay. I like the consistency there. Yeah. I'm gonna say it's five two, so I don't skew the average too much. So not bad. Not bad. So check. I want Vaishnav to go first next time, dude. I think he's. Yeah. This is not how it works. <laughs> I said the intro. You can't just stick to the main value, da. This is how it works. You represent the you represent the democracy. Like you represent the people, bro. <laughs> okay, but since you're, oh now it's oh I I finished with five. I thought I had to rate it again. God damn. Okay, let's move to Aston Villa now. Since we rated Everton, <clears throat> and I mean. Coutinho, right? <laughs> like Dinho. Oh, okay, yeah. So Dinho too, but dude comes on like. Ten minutes into his first game, and scores and gets an assist as well. So it's like fucking Renaissance. We let's not talk about that. And then he goes, uh, "Oh, it was against you, lot, no? Oh fuck! I realized that now. Against who, lot? It's like Coutinho is having a Renaissance of its own, bro. Like he went to he went to Brazil national team, scored there as well. Like after so many years, he was back. Yeah, after a long time. So yeah. like, hope he kills it there, like. Nice little player that I like always, but I feel like we're missing someone who moved to Villa. I feel like they made another Dinia. No, no, other than Dinia and Dinia, Callum Chambers. Ah, Chambers. Chambers. I was thinking of Callum Chambers. But what do you think of Callum moving? He's a nice kid, bro. Like <laughs> Wenger's it's Wenger signed him as part of his British course. How, like, how old is Callum Chambers, bro? How old? How, how old is he, huh? He, he's probably twenty seven or twenty eight. Nice. <laughs> He's not a kid, he's not a no, I like to think that you know, since since Poe saw him play as a kid, no, even though he was younger than him when he saw him play, he's like he's a kid, bro. Nice kid. I love it, bro. Okay, go ahead, Poe. I'm sorry, bro. Yeah, he, he's always been an immaculate professional, at least outside looking in. He's never been that guy. <laughs> this actually red, bro. <laughs> you carry on, dude. I'm, I'm out for a few minutes. 
<laughs> it wasn't that funny. I don't know if we got into his edible stash. Okay, but Pope, please talk about Callum Chambers. <laughs> Try to use more professional adjectives. Give our listeners a good experience. Oh, are you there? <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> I don't think you heard any of that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, hopefully Akshat could do some magic back in the editing room because there was a pretty abrupt stop with Jindi to her. I'm not even going to attempt it this time. Let's, we'll just, guys, we're talking about Callum Chambers 10 minutes later. Let's just continue. So, for um, <laughs> our production value is fucking skyrocketing. I feel like our listeners are going to give us a 2 <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, please, uh, your opinion on Callum Chambers' move yeah, to Villa. I'm just happy for him that he can get more like regular playing time, hopefully over there. And I mean, it's sad to see that uh, it didn't kick off for him at Austin the way everyone wanted it to. He had quite a good loan spell at Fulham, I think, where he played uh, centre midfield instead of uh, defender. Yeah. And he killed it in that season. Yeah, yeah. But apart from that, like... Did win a like was part of a couple of FA winning cup like FA cup winning squads. So at least he goes out with the trophy. Not something you can say about certain other people, but yeah. <laughs> hmm? Okay, I think I think we know which team we're talking about. Oh next. no, that was like. <laughs> Poe would be really good at like pick up game basketball trash talk, bro. I feel like <laughs> I feel like Poe would be a great hype man, bro. On the sidelines, be like, oh. Oh, he didn't just dunk on you. Would <laughs> like, be that guy, bro. You sink a shot, he'd be like, "Oh, you can't guard him." Oh, fuck, bro. Would be that guy. Okay, but and now I need a rating from you guys. Oh, Villa's uh, transfer window. Hmm. I'll give Villa seven. Yeah, I think this is a seven. Yeah. Akshat, you? Hmm. Yeah, I'd, I'd say 7 is right, yeah. Okay, I'm going to give it a 8 then. Maybe I can go above. Because I'm telling for me... you, we have to ask him to give it first. <laughs> oh, this, is, this is getting ridiculous. <laughs> okay, I'll go first next. Okay, But my reason for go, uh, for rating them so highly, I think that's the highest rating we've given any team so far, is for me, I, I want to see Coutinho play again. I know it bit me in the ass because he came back and scored against my team, but he's one of those streets we'll never forget ballers, you know. He should have been in one of our, in that episode that we had because he's like one of those guys that, yeah, he might not be objectively the best in his position anymore, but he's so much fun to watch. And Dinia is a great footballer and they've made in a couple other pretty smart signings. And I think Gerard's going to do well because he's proven at Rangers for me. That's proven. So I think that's going to be a good... Like, I think that team is going to do well. Mm, yeah, no, that's a decent amount. We've talked about like half an hour about mid-table movement, bro. Maybe we can talk about the big boys now. So uh, let's talk about... Uh, I, I feel like we're not going to have a lot to talk about a lot of them. So let's let's start... Let's talk about Arsenal last, bro. Let's start with Liverpool because there's not much to talk about. Luis Diaz, is that his name? Yeah. Um, so, they Liverpool, again, as usual, they knew exactly who they're going to get. They went out to get two players. Um, Luis Diaz and uh, Carvalho from Fulham. 
um the carvalho deal fell through because the paperwork just couldn't be agreed upon at uh, the the nth hour but um they are going to i mean both parties have said that the deal will go through barring of, of course some freak injury um it will go through in the summer transfer window and anyway i think it he was going to be loaned back to fulham anyway so it it didn't really like doesn't change anything um but but uh, the, the luis diaz transfer again i think it's it's super interesting because it's that profile which liverpool always get players at when they're like just entering their prime years when they got mane when they got sala when they got jota when they got firmino the whole uh, like there was some noise about liverpool wanting to sign luis diaz like before this transfer window but at the start there was nothing like they were quiet for like the first 3 yeah. weeks spurs are trying mm. to like offer luis diaz all kinds of shit like bouquets chocolates roses everything possible in this world but he is not coming there and then like fuck liverpool come knocking one day later he's already signed for them bro like but i feel like i feel like that's how liverpool always do their business they're just swift and efficient so so there's actually There's actually a story behind that. It came out on the Athletic. It was leaked on the uh, Athletic on what the workings were behind that transfer, which is super interesting because it's exactly what Post said. Um, Liverpool have been chasing Diaz for a while now, um, but Porto were holding out for a fee mm. around seventy-five to eighty million with everything included. I like how with everything included, like you're buying a car at the showroom, you know, <laughs> like on road, sir, on road price. You tell me, on road price, <laughs> on road price, yeah, yeah, with tax and everything. But um, uh, but they weren't able to get the negotiations done. They weren't able to uh, get agree a fee. Then Spurs actually did all the legwork, and they. <laughs> Well, they basically negotiated with Porto for a long time, and they were able to get the price down to sixty million. Spurs out of the Premier League? No, Spurs out of the Premier League. What Krillin is to Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> like... <laughs> But I like Krillin, Dad. This is just sad. You're making me dislike Krillin also now. Call it like fucking Yamcha or something, like that. Like, no one likes okay, Yamcha. Cool, like... No, but the thing is, no. I, I don't want to go into whole thing of is who is more. Uh, I've played this analogy. Yeah, this this analogy more. fits perfectly with Yamcha, bro. Like, because he did all the hard work with Bulma, and then Vegeta came and stole her away. Okay, like so. Call for Yamcha. <laughs> but I, I can't argue with that. That's perfect. That. So I leave it, bro. My point is, I think you won. It's okay. <laughs> okay, but anyway, Bakshat, continue your story. Yeah, no, but but it, that's what happened. So, <laughs> um, Yamcha did all the hard work in <laughs> in wooing Bulma, and um, finally it it came. Uh, it they got the price down to sixty million. Liverpool came in at the last minute, like Poe mm. said, matched the offer. And the player obviously chose Liverpool over Spurs, <laughs> so um, so yeah, it's it's very unfortunate uh, for Spurs. But again, I feel like Liverpool have irritatingly kind of nailed it because he's a winger, um, mm. and Mane and Salah are at the age where they might start declining in their abilities. They will. So he's Inevitably. a very natural mm. fit. Yeah. How old is he? He's a very natural. Um, Luis Diaz is twenty five. Oh, okay. Like you said, that perfect age, you know, like where you can still mold yeah. him, but he's not like a kid. 
Yeah, he is 25. In fact, he just turned 25 in Jan. <laughs> is that a nice kid? Okay, is that uh, our... <laughs> I can't get over the dragon. Like I can't get over fucking Vegeta. Vegeta came and stole. I cannot get over that. Okay, but I feel like they've had a positive transfer window overall. No no one else, no? Like, they've not really lost anyone. Has anyone no. moved away from Liverpool? I don't think so. A few loan deals, Nat Phillips, Nico Williams. Okay, yeah, um, but like from the starting eleven and core of the squad, not really. Okay, so I, I let me rate them first. I would give that like a so that's a for me that's a fucking eight. Like same, that's a solid transfer window. What do you guys think? Yeah, he he he's an eight for sure. I I mean for for all the listeners who don't know who Luis Diaz is, he's been like really really. He's a Colombian international. He's playing really, really, really well for Porto. Like, and this season especially, he's he's proven himself to be a, a goal-scoring attacker, goal-scoring winger, which is not, you know, something which is extremely yeah. easy to find. Outlier. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I think Vaishnav saying 8 is like, yeah, it's he's worth an 8. Because if, if, if you just come... It, again, it's just pure business. Actually, I'm going to make it 7 because they couldn't get the deal through. For Fabio Carvalho. Because, yeah. oh, oh, I thought it's because Yamcha had to do legwork. Oh, admin errors issue. Okay, okay. Save file yeah, was corrupted. Because of admin Save error. file corrupted. Okay, Po. <laughs> po gave a 7. Okay. Uh, is that 7 only because, is that a hike or a decrease because Spurs were involved in any way? Or? I want to see how Luis Diaz turns out, like, in the prem. Okay. So, so you like the experiment and you like the profile. Yeah, like I like what they do and like the way they do it as well. Like discrete as fuck and mm. there's no like fucking haggling for a month for one player. Yeah, right. In fact, you just hijack someone else's deal. That's a way to do it too. Yeah, that's awesome. That's supposed to be like, that's how it's supposed to be done. Okay, let's move on to another team from the big teams, I guess. Because there's no big six. I don't think Leicester really had any movement. I don't think there's any reason to talk about them. Unless they made a big signing that I've completely forgotten about. Or they lost anyone. I don't think so. Right? Uh, listeners, I guess if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. <laughs> and you can just keep listening to us to see how many more times I get something wrong. Haha. <laughs> Oh, but anyway. <laughs> no, I think Leicester, um, Chelsea uh, didn't do anything. City just got the one kid, uh, Julian uh, Alvarez. Oh, he's highly rated too. Like, he did pop up on my FM sip. Oh, okay. If you're citing FM as the source, then I can't argue. If he's good in FM, he's good in real life. No, I mean, I do not know. Like, I haven't... But the thing is, recently popped up on my FM radar and like, while... I was going through some articles, light reading that thing shit, and then now City all in, like all in went bottom. Who did they uh, sign recently? Also, Keki, like that Brazilian in the summer. Yeah, but he's. I don't think he's moved. They signed him from Corinthians or Palmeiras. Yeah, I think they bro bro they missed out on Neymar and and Real Madrid and City are like those two teams that wanted an MR they didn't get one and now they're both holding Brazilian kids they're just they, they, South American if you come from if you can dribble <laughs> come just come and stay at my team yeah <laughs> so I don't know if you guys have a comment there or do we move on to the other big teams um I th- I, I want to talk about Ferran Torres leaving, but I think we'll get to Barca. Let's just yeah, we'll get there. Yeah. What happened to Poe, bro? Poe had a stroke. No, I time. forgot about Ferran Torres. That's a good acquisition, bro. I don't want to credit Barca all that much, but that is a good acquisition. No, no, we we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there and see, bro, how good that acquisition turned out to be. Let's talk about our banter clubs first. We'll start with United. 
So United, as opposed to we, we are not only selling players now, they're committing capital offenses and getting incarcerated. Also, so it seems to be a pretty decent time to be a United fan. So like, now I don't know what our squad is going to be. I don't know who's going to do what in the next couple of weeks. So I don't know if we even want to rate our transfer window. Do you, by rating your transfer window, does it mean all that encapsulated during that one month, or just the transfers are in and out going? In there, both. I mean, one is not better than the other. Whichever, whichever suits your fancy. Then my transfer score has to be a zero, bro. Like just because of Greenwood, zero. This is. I I I agree with the sentiment, and I I disgusting everything is fucking shitty, but. I feel damn sad for the fucking admin guys at United that got a zero rating from Panetti on a pint because Greenwood's a fucking <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> okay, but I don't want to keep laughing about what happened there because you shouldn't be laughing about it. But whatever, let's move on from United because it's not something we want to talk about. Although Diallo moving to Rangers, I felt was good because I like that development angle of the move. For me, if I'm shouting one out, I'm going to shout that out. It was a good, yeah. that's good business. And Marshall, obviously. I, I wanted exactly. him to play. I always thought he would do well at United, but looks like, I mean, I just want. Is is the Marshall one a straight loan or like an obligation? I don't know. I I I'm I'm assuming there's an option. I don't know if it's an obligation. No, no, there isn't. There isn't. It's a straight loan. Okay. So um, I think that just if if for if I can say it in like thirty seconds, I I. It's a very, very different approach to how we're we're sending out unhappy players now compared to what Ole was doing. That's where um, Ole had multiple, multiple players in the team who were not playing, who were not part of the squad. Martial, Lingard, even Diallo for that matter, Donny Van Der Beek. Martial, he did play though on and off, like other than the other players. On yeah. and off. Yeah, I mean, I'm talking about more in terms of unhappy players. Like they weren't playing the, the expected mm. amount of time. And Ragnik has come in and said, "Listen, if you, if you're unhappy, go somewhere else. Don't don't mm. bother me." It's 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 almost like that kind of a vibe, right? He he even said the same to Lingard, but obviously because of the um, I mean, I don't even want to take his name, but because of that guy, um, um, yeah, because United are thin up top now. Like yeah, yeah, United are thin up top now. That's um, a better way to put it. He's had to you know mm. cancel uh, cancel Lingard's move, yeah. which was uh, to materializing to Newcastle but um, I think that's a it's a it's a refreshing change because I hated seeing people like Van Der Beek um, you know <laughs> get frustrated on the bench over and over yeah. again so it's, it's nice and from that perspective it's nice but I mean we didn't buy anyone where we needed a midfielder so yeah. I, I'm i gonna give the transfer to like a 3 or 4 I'm gonna give it a 0 too I, I, I like Poe's logic and I wanna go back to Poe and tell and uh, be you said something when Akshat was talking, so I just want to... I know, I was just wondering where Lingard was moving to, like West Ham or Oh Newcastle? yes, that's what I wanted to point out. No, Newcastle, like West Ham, I feel like, I feel really sad that that died down completely. But now I feel like Newcastle was a move because that was possible. Not for anything else. Okay, so that leaves just both. <laughs> Arsenal... And honestly, man, I don't think it's anything... I, I, I don't see a negative, honestly, to Arsenal's transfer window. Like I genuinely yeah. don't. I mean, I get that, but I don't even. I frankly don't know how many players we sold or let go or like loaned out because it doesn't make sense anymore. Like the number of players, like players we bought for really good money that we've let out just because like we can't, uh, we don't want to deal with the player anymore or the player doesn't want to play for us. It's it's getting tiring at this point. Like 
It was first it was Ozil, now Aubameyang. Like there were so many. I mean, we even fucking let go Welbeck for free. Let's not talk about the Aubameyang situation though, because like at this point, I feel like most of our listeners and us are like at this point where we're like, yeah, it is what it is. No, but, I mean, but the thing is, Vaishnav, regardless of whether as a club or like as a decision-making body, you're right about doing that to a player, there comes a time like you do repeatedly do it like again and again and again. There comes a point when no one's still, no one's going to believe you, even if it's like, even if you are true about it. You can't keep doing the same thing. You got to find another way to deal with these kind of unhappy like passengers. In the every, every single time this happens, it can't always be the player's fault. You know, sometimes it. it I mean, it, I don't care if it's the hmm. player's fault or the manager's fault. Like, I at least find a better way of dealing with it than just like canceling the player's contract and tearing it into pieces and sending him away somewhere else for free. I mean, ideally, you would get a good fee for Oba. It is reported that Arsenal paid to get Oba out of their books. Yeah, I mean, they're probably paying uh, some amount of his wages for the rest of the year. Like, I think the reported fee is around like 8 million more. It totals to 8 million apparently. So, that's it's quite a hefty amount. On the flip side, like, he still has 18 months of his contract left. He still had 18 months of his contract left at Arsenal. And that would total up to around 25, 28 million. Like, in terms of wages alone. So... You're saving quite a bit of money there. Like, I think probably this is a calculated risk in that, like, I'm going to cut off my finger just to save my arm type shit. But, like, on, like, I kind of like the decision because it's, like, a quick and steady decision and doesn't show that Arsenal are soft and can be taken for a hostage, like, taken as hostage. Like, in the Ozil situation where, like, that dude didn't want to leave, bro. Like, at one point, like, you just had to be like, bro, please go. So, this... This like probably is a testament to both the player and Arsenal because Aubameyang doesn't seem like a person who would be like happy just sitting around. I've heard he's taken a significant pay cut to join. Yeah, definitely he would have had to. Like he probably earning like three hundred thousand at Arsenal, and you think Barca are capable of doing that, paying that much money? No fucking way. So kudos to the player and for the club to do this, like for doing this early. Because I did not think, as soon as uh, Arsenal gave Oba that contract extension, I did not think that he'd be sold or uh, he'd be going away. Because the only logic, because of the age profile, the only logical explanation was uh, like a mutual termination, like mutual consensus of not renewing the contract mm-hmm. when it gets sold. Like, but but that is effectively him running it down, right? That is because the club will want money for it. Yeah, They're true. never going to mutually want that to happen. Yeah, but like, it's... It, but it probably like was taken into consideration when they offered him the contract extension because he was already what 31, 32 at that point, and they know that he's not going to get any like or much value at any point like after 34 or 35, like once he fulfills this contract. So, but yeah, like moving on to other people, like actually, do you have a list of names? Because I do not remember. Like there are so many outgoings, bro. I think. Aubameyang went out. Then a lot of youth players. Then you had Callum Chambers, who we spoke about. Pablo Mari, Kolasinac, Balogun, Maitland-Niles to Roma. Balogun just beat us in the cup, so good for him. Yeah, I mean, out of these things, like, the only like none of them were, like, main starters. Uh, the only downside I see is Maitland-Niles, bro, because we were short in that area. Like, he can play right-back as well. And the, our only option right now at right-back is uh, Cedric, if anything happens to our... Uh, Japanese samurai. 
So I do not want to see Cedric playing there. No, I hate Cedric. So I'd rather. So, so Paul, like, sorry to cut you off, but for me that for me that is the takeaway from Arsenal's transfer window. Like, fine, the Aubameyang situation was untenable. I get that. Uh, people like Kolasinac weren't contributing to the squad. What uh, I I get it, but I don't think it's beneficial for your squad when you get rid of players when you don't have reinforcements ready because. At the end of the day, it's it's going to be a net negative result, according to me. No, but Akshat, that's why I said only. Sorry, uh, that's why I said only the maintenance lines was kind of on the edge for me because everything else, it's actually good to get rid of those fuckers, bro. The sad thing is you don't get a fee out of it because if you're like even cancelling contracts for average players who you ideally you should have sold much long, like much much before, like ahead in time. not wait until it came to this period that is a downside for me like you're waiting even for these average players you're like on the fence for these people when you should have sold them like a year or year and a half ago and now it's come to the state where you have to cancel contracts or let them go for free but like they should have done this much sooner if you're asking i i i just think that if you're going for an all out fire sale you need to have incomings as well to balance it out right because Right now, Arsenal don't have a goal scorer. Lacazette is not scoring. Uh, that guy and Ketia, whenever I've seen him play, he just can't seem to find the back of the net. I think uh, Emil Smith Rowe and Saka are your top scorers, and Saka is playing from left back most of the time. So, it's... no, no, like this season he's played only from right wing. But yeah, left back was last season. Yeah, Smith Rowe is our top scorer, and uh, Lacazette scored two goals in the Prem this season, only two. Yeah, and then Ketia has zero. But one thing, actually, like I agree, like the whole fact that you do need incomings, otherwise it's going downhill. Yeah. But we've been here before, actually, and there's always been a situation where we go for that panic buy and pay double the players' worth or like give them huge wages. I, fucking, there was the year where we signed Kim Castrom just to please the fans, and that dude did not play for six no, months. No, Bo, I'm not saying go panic buy, but I'm saying if you don't have anyone coming in. Don't just throw Obamang away. Like, have a plan to sell him in the summer when you actually have thought about who a replacement is. But just shipping people out without having anyone in mind to replace them or going the rest of the season. And this is a vital season for Arsenal because you can't just keep yes, missing. We European. have a clean shot for top four. Yeah, I mean, exactly. But actually, you got to look at the fact that Oba was still not playing at Arsenal even before this dispute happened. Like this dispute happened. It was Lacazette starting Smithrow behind him, or or Erdegaard, and then Martinelli and Saka. Ever since Martinelli broke into the team, Oba has been pushed back to the bench, and he did not feature in any of the Premier League games from November mid to so. So even if this uh, like spat did not happen between Arteta and him, he'd still be on the bench, like and probably unhappy, like knowing him as a character, staying on the bench and wanted probably wanted to move anyway. So my like the whole what like I'm actually. Thankful that they didn't go for any striker in the last minute because they identified like a couple of like three players in exact like as per multiple like reports even the Athletic were mentioned. Vlahovic, it was uh, Vlahovic, Isaac, and uh, DCL. Uh, yeah, Calvert-Lewin. Yeah. So like probably Vlahovic was the one that they were looking forward to the most and. It was either going to happen or not, and it did not because you like he wanted to go to UAE and they. I mean, this is similar to uh, Locatelli as well last season, but thank God they did not pay like 90 million for Isaac, bro. Like it just means that Arsenal did not value him to be 90 million, like and probably expected him to be around half of that. 
and just because like we and this like also the fact that all the european clubs knows that we need a striker desperately and everyone's jacking up their prices if we do come in for a for like one of their players so thank god we didn't play 90 or whatever 100 million was for isaac just so that just to regret it later on because bro like i want to bring pepe up as an example okay like the dude's a decent player he always scores goals whenever he plays even though he might frustrate you okay but that 72 mm. million price tag that shit is always what you judged against like so do not put that unneeded and unwanted pressure unless you value him actually to do something like to be of that worth so i'm just thankful that we can wait until the summer let's see how it goes because we were playing with lacazette and enkatia before like aba left as well so i don't see a big difference because none of the starting 11 have changed like they are there like the 11 players and we have, uh, one more thing to add is we have only 17 games left in the season that's it uh, you probably have like 25 or 26 games or 28 games we have 17 that's it so it's just one straight shootout to the end of the premier league and we are not in any other competition uh, how do you guys have so less games left we are not there in any other competition no, no europe no uh, leagues no sorry no cups i think i think you're right i think that might have been a major factor in letting so many people go without getting anyone in the fact that arsenal don't have so many mm. games and thus may not need to squad depth other teams do i i, I think that you you're right that might have been taken into consideration fuck it and but definitely in the summer we're going to see a central midfielder and a striker come in because both those areas are short as fuck and ne- never say definitely you get injured you should you never say definitely po we've been saying definitely a center midfielder for ages as united fans well you do have a center midfielder that you don't use and then loan out anyway so you go to your corner store you buy candles you put wax in the form of a pentagram and you form seans with your friends and you burn the jersey of the ex team of the player that you want and you say his name backwards 18 times and then you get the player you don't doesn't just happen never say definitely never no, just no. happens if yeah, i mean i have hopes let's see like like we'll have this episode again in the summer anyway so we can i just hope for your eternal happiness and bliss bro i have reached i have, i have attained the state of zen <laughs> but let's go outside the uk now let's go to europe and let's just i'm just going to do this country wise and let's just go to the Yeah, rate the window. Oh, rate Arsenal's window. I would actually give that a pretty fucking high window, bro. I would go for an eight. Now you two, quick. Nice. I would. I go for a six or a seven. <laughs> seven. I'll go for a for seven. For me, yeah. just getting rid of Oba and like posted, not having this annoying obligation on your head for longer. For me, that's a big deal. I thought that was going to be a much longer. Just get, bro. Just keep a happy camp, bro. That's it. So simple, but so complicated. Aksha. I go for a four, dude. God damn, son, we're we're all over the board on this one. I mean, I get your points about this. But yeah, yeah, I do too. I, I see the, I, I see where. Those are valid as fuck, but I think it's a calculated risk. So yeah, let's just move on to. Let's move on. We can stay here forever. Let's uh, now. Let's go. Let's go to Germany. If we can think of any big moves that have happened in Germany, uh, off the top of my head, I can't. I mean, Zakaria left Germany, but that doesn't count. Okay, uh, so let's move from Germany, unless our listeners can think of someone, and then tag us in whatever you can think of, wherever you post it on any of your socials. But let's move on from Germany to France. Can you guys? I can. I don't know if I can think of any particularly big ones, except the Mbappe rumor that came out that he's leaving, but. I mean we we've spoken about France uh, the biggest ones in France which were Lyon selling Bruno and getting in Ndombele um I think uh, PSG they didn't 
I think PSG wanted to offload a lot of players, but they couldn't. Um, basically, the reverse Arsenal transfer window, where uh, uh, and they they were flirting with uh, this guy, uh, flirting with the Osman Dembele oh, yeah. for a while. I don't know if that Dembele didn't go anywhere. Dembele has been throwing it down on all the clubs. Bro. He's just going there and giving yeah. everybody a taste. Okay, let's move. I, I'm sorry, listeners. I'm just going through this fast, so this isn't like I don't know how many of you guys and I don't know how many of you listeners are still here at this point. Because like I don't know how much time we lost with the Pope. I think let's just straight straight jump into Barca and then finish it off. Yeah, we can. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we should talk about Juve too, losing some players, getting Vlahovic. We should, we should talk about Vlahovic because he he's the most expensive player to move in the transfer window. Seventy mil, seventy five mil. Tasty, bro. That's a decent amount of money. Bro, but like I want to, bro. And we took it. Uh, we took so much at Bayern for like buying players mm. of their own league all the time and cannibalizing their own product over there. But fucking look at Juve, bro. Juve has been doing this for a while also, bro. Like fucking last season was Locatelli. Now this dude, like everyone's mm. like happy to sell them to fucking Juve over there. Yeah, I mean, ideally, yeah. the agent and the player wanted to move to UA and Fiorentina wanted more money out of them, but like out of the club. But this is still sad. <laughs> like, fuck it. Like, have some ambition, Italy, like, and move out of the that league. I mean, to ask but them. I mean, no, no, I completely get the players who want to move, and you do too. You're just saying because you want him to come to Arsenal. But yeah, okay, I want, uh, uh, unless Akshat has anything else, uh, we can move on to Barcelona. I guess that is the other. Yeah, I I just want to add that I think Juve were a little bit um, little bit angsty because they're not in the top four yet. They've had a poor start. They have been catching up, but they're still not in the top four. So they got. I think they're a little bit finicky, a little bit panicky. I'm not saying this is a panic buy, but I'm saying that I can get why they spent so much in Jan because mm. you normally don't see such a high fee that's in true. Jan. That's a great point. So, you yeah. have more free movement than you have like seventy five fucking. That's why I thought he moved on a free. I just assumed it. Okay, but then let's go to Barcelona, the kings, the kings of the January transfer window. They signed too many players. <laughs> they they just absolutely the, oof. Uh, I take it Vaishnav's not a fan. No, I'm gonna. <laughs> I mean, I think he's still pissed about Danny Alves not being like not a. I'm not like, pissed. I'm not pissed. I'm just. I'm not playing in the Europa I'm League. Gonna, yeah, for our listeners who don't know, because Barcelona signed Oba and Ferran, and did they sign anyone else? I don't think so. But basically, they Aubameyang, Ferran Torres, Adama Traore, and yeah, Danny Alves. Yes, you are right. Adama, Adama is one who Adama is a proverbial. proverbial Oh god damn straw that broke the camel's back but i guess i mean i don't know how fitting that is uh but yeah for our listeners some background is the fact that they've signed these four players in the in the no i did danny come this transfer market no he came in somewhere no he came somewhere in between i think the brazilian transfer market was no he was free he was free like he was a free agent and then he came oh okay so he can come anywhere. okay yeah he wasn't like he didn't get released from a club okay that's Okay, I don't know how that changes what I was going to say, but what I'm basically telling the listeners is they sign too many players, so they can't register all these players in the Europa League. So they have. I think they can only register. They have only three more slots spots left in their uh, UEFA Europa League roster. And they signed how many players? Four. Four. There seems to be a small issue. <laughs> Someone somewhere didn't carry the one. <laughs> Someone somewhere. Like, math is weak. I guess why? Like, I mean, they were trouble in trouble financially and accounting. Bro, imagine after 
after that call was made to sign Adama or Oba, whoever was the last signing, that intern was like, sir, did you see this actually? Fuck, I, I fucked up. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> I put it on drive, sir. I did not save it on my device. I forgot. Shit, man. That's just, I don't know how they do that. So, what do you guys think about their transfer market? Be concise. It's not a bad transfer window, bro. Like, I like the players that they've signed. Like, uh, But it's flipped, bro. Like, Middlesbrough is uh, two of their uh, front three from like a couple of years ago are playing at Barcelona right now. <laughs> Martin Braithwaite and Adama. Braithwaite, this guy, <laughs> they're just missing one two. Like the front three of Middlesbrough would have been playing at Barcelona just a couple of years later. Like, that was in like 2018 or 2019. So it's not like a long bad back. Oh, wow. That is some insane piece of trivia. That, it's that insanity, is no? It's like, it's something someone tells you and you're like, no, no way. <laughs> Middles, bro, to Barca. Wow. Another piece of trivia is that front, like, front lineup is made of pairs from previous teams. So it's Oba and Dembele. Oh, fuck. From Dortmund. Braithwaite and... Um, Adama. Uh, Adama from Middles, bro. <laughs> That's got to be the best. And Dubai. Oh. From, I don't remember which club it was. So they were in the same club. They signed somebody called Luke De Jong uh, last oh, window. PSV. Another striker and PSV, I think. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. Yeah, both were PSV. You're right. Yeah. So, like, the six front people are like all pairs that they have, like, chatty buddies from before. So, wow. like, come, bro, come. Hey, it's like they just went to the players. You know anybody <laughs> out who can come. You know anybody who can come. <laughs> like, just call them. <laughs> I'll give you 100 credits for referral code. Call your friends. <laughs> <laughs> it's like centered recruitment emails. <laughs> All CVs are coming in. Okay. I feel like, okay, now I'm just going to ask yeah. you guys to rate it and wind down the episode. It's like an hour and 15 minutes at this point, guys. It's been pretty long. Okay. So give me a numerical value fast. Five. Okay. I like that. Po. 6.5. Oh, shit, bro. Now, how do I go in between? <laughs> I'm gonna. <laughs> Man. I'm gonna go 5.75 just to keep the median, bro. <laughs> just to keep falling. Akshat really messed me up, bro. The quick mental maths we having to do now. Fucking hell, bro. I did not see that coming. Okay, anyway, I don't know what listener is here at this point now. I don't know what has happened to this cut after the edit because goddamn Akshat is. Have to work pretty hard. Seems much more than that, but okay, go ahead. You were gone for a while, yeah. Dude. <laughs> okay, so anyway, listeners, I don't know, I don't know where I was now, but uh, bye. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> okay, now I'm not done. Uh, sorry, actually, they're gonna have to stitch this in, but. Uh, okay, listeners, thanks for sticking around till now. This outro has been incredibly hard to do. Uh, some part of me hopes Aksat has left this all in so you guys can hear the struggle happen but anyway uh, like and subscribe uh, it's nice to have you guys around and yeah stay tuned stay tuned for next week